Autobiography. Chapter 1. Not the Christmas I was expecting. December 23rd, 2016. A Friday. Only the Saturday left for any last-minute Christmas shopping. Being honest, I wasn't thinking that far ahead. And as we made our way up to Edinburgh, I don't suppose Cathy was either. A year before, in November 2015, I'd started having problems with my left hand. Sometime earlier, I can't be sure exactly when, because it was so inconsistently. I jammed it in a gate and injured it, but I've done that kind of thing before, working around the farm and the likes, so we didn't really give it much of a second thought. But after a little while, I became aware that I didn't have the power in it I should have, but I thought it would come back once it fixed itself. Why wouldn't it? I had this kind of injury before. Nothing came of it. It would heal through time. But I didn't appear to have the same grip as I'd always had. Then my skin began twitching, inventory twitches. I'd never felt or experienced anything like that. Computer on, symptoms typed in. Oh, quite literally, it was an oh fudge moment. I'm not one who swears a great deal, but I'm almost, but I can almost remember hissing it. Of course, I didn't realize at the time what it all meant or have the understanding and knowledge I have. Otherwise, it would have been an even bigger moment. I and I quite possibly might have screamed it too. But why? what would I do next? Going online and looking up various illnesses, we'd all done it. Actually, until that moment, I'd never done it. Maybe I'd got it wrong. What if I had? I think I might have motor neuron disease. It isn't really something you can drop easily into a conversation. Not even if your next line is, but don't panic as I might have got it wrong. Although that is something along the lines of the conversation I had with Kathy. Let's get Christmas and New Year out of the way, as you do. And then we'll think about it, she said. Except every time I used my hand, I couldn't do anything but think about it. Eventually I went to see my doctor, who didn't hang around and referred me immediately to see the specialist. And the t so the test began. This was the following June. Blood tests, shock therapy, more blood taken, and lumbar punctures. The last one was a shocker. A nurse came in and asked if, I, if she could do my lumbar puncture. Fine, I said. How many have you done? Only the one. Now, 
that might have been the greatest ever example of lumbar puncture being performed, but it was a big deal for me. It wasn't even that I was thinking I wanted it done properly, and over it was just I didn't want to feel the nervous or anxious while it being performed. At which point I asked if someone else was available. One of her co- colleagues then came in to perform the procedure, and but even with him, it was absolutely hellish experience. I ended up with ten times the anaesthetic I should have, simply because the needle wouldn't go through the tissue in my back, which, despite me not playing for a dozen years, was still solid. Who'd have thought that? But something, but it wasn't something I'd recommend. I wasn't a great fan of the MRI either. It put me in the mind of getting stuck in a barrel. Once we were doing team buildings, being blindfolded at the same time was supposed to react you, but it only heightened the apprehension. Apparently, I was diagnosed quite quickly, but don't be misled by the use of the word "quickly." There's not a single test for MND. It's not like blood tests or a smear or example that will give you the key indications. No, this quick diagnosis means you have to go through the whole gamut of everything a forty-something could have, covering the entire spectrum of illnesses and conditions, just to rule them out, all out one by one, until you arrive at an outcome and result. That you don't particularly want to know. Being honest, I knew what I had ever since I googled it. For once, trying to be clever meant instead of finding instead of finding out at the doctor's or consultant what was wrong, I was only looking for confirmation from the experts. All the tests and examinations were necessary, however, but it still doesn't build up. For what I had already expected for a year, the inevitable news that I had MND. After that message was delivered that Friday afternoon before Christmas 2016, me being me, I'm always pessimistic during my rugby career. I won't be selected. I won't be in the team. I'll be dropped. Then, oh, you beauty! I've been picked. Get in there. Convincing myself something bad would have happened. I always prepare myself for the worst. Then, if the worst turned out to be good news, result. Unfortunately, the result that day in Edinburgh was what I expected, but not what I wanted. It was MND, motor neuron disease. Kathy, my wife, Mary Doll, as I've always called her, was shocked, devastated. You can put a brave face on, but the initial moment, you're not kidding anyone. And if you're not emotional, it's probably through fear or utter shock or both. There is no nice way of telling someone that they have MND, but in my experience, there are some not so nice ways to deliver bad news. The way the prognosis was delivered, I found cold. I asked what the timescale was. I thought maybe he'd just be upset as my beamer cushion will break the ice. 
Maybe he'll realize I less of do's and don'ts. Maybe he'll tell me to try walking, try swimming, try drinking, try eating. Maybe he'll tell me I don't drink, don't eat certain foods. Instead, he implied with some confidence that I would be walking in a year from now. If he said to that, give me a go. Who knows? He might have psychological genius. I don't know. It didn't sound like that. More than eighteen months on, we're well past that deadline, and I'm still walking, still talking, talking more than ever, and living the life to the full. Although holding up pint glasses and doing up ties and buttons is proving difficult, I've learned to compromise. Beer, wine, champagne, whiskey—they all taste the same, regardless of the glass, regardless of it if it's in the wrong glass. But I'm still walking. Last Christmas. And that consultant said I wouldn't be. I win that one. Whether it's a patriotic victory, time will tell. To get back to that Friday night in Edinburgh, just remember you can't think to be more shocked. And remember, Kathy was in bits at this point. Suddenly, you're introduced to someone who will be your care nurse, and told it's time to say hello to them. And you do because there, there isn't their fault either that you have this disease, or that they've been invented, invited to in to share the news. And that was that. Actually, it wasn't. I was told that there was a lot of information to be had on the internet. Was it the same internet? Internet I consulted to find out what would could be causing the twitching. This advice comes when your brain is in meltdown, trying. To get some kind of handle on the consequences, when you've been running through scenarios like the fastest computer in the world, Kathy, kids, farm, farm, mortgage, key, free car, free kids, car lease, business. Just how long have I got? Hamish, Angus, Ben, Kathy. What will she do? My mum, my dad. My family, employees, Lambring, my rugby friends, the boys. Then I think maybe the consultant has just been saying these things while I've been away on a different planning, attempting to make sense of what I've been told. He hasn't. He doesn't really have much to say. I look at Kathy. All she does is stare. I think we're all frightened to look at each other at the same time. Still, we know who. The care nurses, and thank goodness we have the internet. All of which is, to my mind, is it wasn't just wasn't enough. Thankfully, I could go to speak to a friend in Newcastle, Graham Whaley, who has always been very supportive of where we are, and who knew a chap by the name of Tim Williams, a consultant neurologist in Newcastle. It was Tim who gave me the A4 sheet of paper, all very informative, very helpful. It said that this is the drug you should be taking, Resetsol, and you should be taking X, Y, and Z. You should be eating A, B, and C, and try this, try that, and try that. It doesn't sound like much. It was the piece, a bit of positivity, a bit of a bit of light in what. Was a very dark tunnel. Even so, it wasn't a very bright light, and still isn't. 
Result Z is the only drug in this country for the treatment of MND. One drug, and that was introduced more than 20 years ago. Compare that to the treatment, medicines, pills, and potions available to other illnesses. Surely there should be something else out there. And if there isn't, there should be a way of finding something or someone interested in this field. My desperation, my need for answers, was the planting of the seed, so to speak, of what I would do, try and do, for me and a fellow MND sufferers. Sitting, waiting for the inevitable was not an option. We needed to get things up and running, to get movement in terms of positivity and direction that would take time I might not have. But when you're desperate, it's amazing how quickly you can move. I have chosen this book as I think it will help people understand what people with MND must go through and when they get the diagnosis of motor neuron disease. I never knew much about motor neuron disease before, before learning about Zeus van der Heijen. Dottie Weir has made a foundation that helps people who are suffering from MND and hopefully they can find a cure for this awful disease. I think the moment when both rugby players came onto the pitch at Myford was very special. Zeus was in a wheelchair when Scotland played South Africa. And in 2017, when Doddy came on to, the, to deliver the match ball with his sons against New Zealand, it meant a lot to me as Doddy's sister is a teacher at my old school. And I think there needs to be more money put in to hopefully find a cure.